I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. You see these, these armchair GMs that are on Twitter saying, ah, oh, just trade Dalvin Cook and 23 and move up to, you know, the early teens that's not how it works dalvin cook doesn't have a ton of value when it comes to you know looking at what teams who are high in the draft are going to want as compensation for the vikings to jump up from 23 but dalvin cook is a trade chip nonetheless it's something that i think the vikings will look into he has a 14 million dollar cap hit um that i don't know if the vikings are going to want to honor um with the after signing alexander madison uh, last week as well but, but you look at some of the trade ships they have. They have Dalvin Cook. They have Zadarius Smith, a guy who has asked for his release. The Vikings have not granted his release, I think, because they want to trade him. Um, the Vikings don't have to release him, so they won't. Uh, but I do think that knowing Zadarius doesn't necessarily want to be on the Vikings next year, I think they are trying to probably look into avenues that that, that get him off the roster while also getting something back in return. So if you're not in contention for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, I would be stunned if Anthony Richardson fell with with the numbers that he's put up at at the Combine um, and kind of the hype that just is surrounding that guy right now. If you can't get either of those three, well, then what does it look like? I think a lot of what the Vikings do in next month's draft could be dictated by how the draft board shakes out. Um, and, and that's obviously sounds like a cop-out answer. It's like, well, the Vikings are going to do whatever the, the draft, you know, whatever the board dictates. Um, it's not really going out on a, on, a, on a limb and saying the Vikings will trade up and draft this guy. But I, I think logically, when you think about it, Kwesi Adolfa he's he's a guy who is driven by numbers, by data, by probability, by you know, which guy has the most likely outcome of, of being a player that we can build around. Um, I think part of him has, has learned to kind of take that analytical background and, and, and pair it with, with the scouting realm of the NFL and, and, and kind of trusting your gut and trusting people around you and, and not just being a numbers guy. Um, but I think at the end of the day, he's probably always going to lean back on what is the probability that moving up from 23 to say in the teens is going to give us a that much better chance of hitting on a guy as opposed to just staying. Um, But I think if you look at the board and say a guy like Will Levis out of Kentucky is kind of falling down the draft board, say he makes it out of the top 10 without getting picked. 
then I think you could see the Vikings maybe start to, to kick the tires with teams in, in the teens and say like, Hey, if, if Will Levis is going to be there in, in the early teens, maybe we should move up. Maybe we should try. I don't think it's something that the Vikings have set their sights on as we are definitely trading up for a quarterback, but I think it's something to consider that if the board breaks in their favor, if Will Levis falls, if by some unknown reason, Anthony Richardson falls, if, if a quarterback that they have locked eyes on falls in the draft, I would not be surprised if they get aggressive and try and move up. I think that largely because of the void years that they've put in contracts um, down the road, I guess you could also say they, maybe they're just doing this because they're going to, they're planning to draft a quarterback in 2024. That's possible as well. Um, That class is obviously loaded at the top with Caleb Williams and Drake may. I do think the Vikings are going to be too good um, to get one of those quarterbacks. Um, But I, I think you have to really consider this year drafting a quarterback finding a way to do it with Kirk Cousins still on the roster so that guy can learn under Kirk for a year and then potentially take over next year um, when Kirk, contra- Kirk Cousins' contract runs out. I think you put yourself in a tough situation next year. If, if you let Kirk Cousins' contract run out, you're still paying the $28 million in dead cap because of the void years that we've talked about. And then you're drafting a quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft and just hope sticking him in there, hoping that he – he can solve all your your issues. Maybe you bring in a veteran guy as a bridge quarterback in, in next year, but that kind of feels like just delaying future success. Um, if, if, if the Vikings like a quarterback in this draft and, and, the, and the board breaks in their favor, I could see them trading up for one. That's my long-winded way of kind of describing what these void years could mean um, when, when we look at, you know, the cap and, and what it looks like beyond just this season. Another interesting name that, that I saw, I think it was yesterday, Daniel Jeremiah with NFL network put out his round one mock draft. Um, you know, he's one of the guys well-respected in the industry does a lot of these things um, continuously updates the mock draft um, is in the know when it comes to you know, who teams have been talking to who teams have interest in and, it's not a, it's I think when Daniel Jeremiah puts out a mock draft, it's it's rooted in a little bit more research than some of the mock drafts you see on the internet who are just you know throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. I, I think Daniel Jeremiah knows what's going on. I think he has an inkling of at least what some of these teams are are, are thinking. Obviously, he doesn't know, he's not in the room. But I think when he says something, people kind of start to perk their ears up a little bit. Um, what I'm getting at is in his mock draft yesterday. I've mentioned four quarterbacks so far. I've mentioned CJ Stroud, who the Vikings have no chance at. Bryce Young, who the Vikings have no chance at. Anthony Richardson, who the Vikings, barring something insane happening with his draft stock, have no chance at. Uh, Will Levis, who the Vikings probably have no chance at, but if he falls, I could see them going up and making a move for him. Daniel Jeremiah doesn't mention any of those guys to the Vikings at 23. He had the Vikings staying put in drafting Hendon Hooker out of the University of Tennessee. Now, Hendon Hooker is someone who, when you look at his stats from last year, he he was a legitimate Heisman candidate at one point before he tore his knee. He had Kentucky or Tennessee playing as good of football as I think they've played in the past decade. Uh, They knocked off Alabama. 
um, in that incredible game where, where Hendon Hooker went toe-to-toe with Bryce Young, who, as we've talked about, is probably going to go number two in the draft. And it, it looked like University of Tennessee, against all odds, was, was a legitimate national championship contender. Well, then Hendon Hooker tore his ACL. And Hendon Hooker is 25 years old, coming off a torn ACL. And Hendon Hooker turns 26 in January. And Hendon Hooker's probably not ready to be a quarterback this year, which means, okay, if the Vikings take him at 23, let him sit a year under Kirk Cousins, and then he's making his first NFL start at 26, 27. Um, Sounds like Brandon Whedon. Would the Vikings really use a first-round pick on a guy like that um, who – is legitimately five years deeper into his lifespan as an NFL player than than some of the rookies that are going off the board in round one. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't know, but I think it was an interesting name to see attached to the Vikings. It's the first time I've seen Hendon Hooker be mocked so high in the NFL draft. I think it's certainly a risky pick if that's the the direction the Vikings go. Um, But I think it's a good example of all the things we are going to see here in the next month um, when it comes to mock drafts, when it comes to the Vikings. Um, I don't think they are going to at any point agree to an extension with Kirk Cousins. I think the void years were a good indication um, that they're just letting this contract play out. I guess if Kirk Cousins is, is amazing this year and Kirk Cousins also cannot find any suitors next year, we maybe see a, a reunion, another contract at some point in the 2024 offseason. Um, but I think right now the Vikings are content to let that contract run out and, and look for potentially a quarterback of the future as soon as next month um, in the 2023 NFL draft. I don't know how I feel about Hendon Hooker. I need to do a little bit more digging on that guy. I think I just get scared away by a, a guy who's 25 um, getting drafted so early in, in the draft. Um, look, quarterbacks can play. The, the longevity and the length of a quarterback's career is greater than, than say, a linebacker, say, a cornerback, a safety. Um, Eric Kendricks is 31 years old, and he's basically out of the league. Um, not out of the league. He just signed with the Los Angeles chargers, but he was someone who the Vikings saw as expendable because his play had dropped so significantly from early in his career. Um, he, he could very well go have a, a nice twilight of his career with, with the, with the Los Angeles chargers. But the fact that we're talking about twilight of a career, uh, you know, at a guy who just crossed over the 30 year threshold um, kind of speaks to the, the, the lifespan of an NFL player. That being said, do you want to draft a quarterback who is 25 going to be 26 in the winter knowing that, look, I I know quarterbacks can play a long time in this league, um, maybe longer than most positions, uh, but it still feels like most of his young days and early days of his career have already been spent in college. 
I'm not sure how I feel about Hendon Hooker. Um, we're going to do more research here. I think me and Tom will probably read debate about this guy moving forward because if Daniel Jeremiah is mocking him to the Vikings, I do not think that's the last time he will be mocked to the Vikings here in the next month or so. All right. I think that's all we got for today's episode. Like I said, early Wednesday, March 22nd, this episode will be up by late morning, early afternoon. Um, and if anything crazy happens here in, in, in the coming days, we will hop back on. I'll hop back on solo because Tom, like I said, running around Europe, having a good time, recharging his batteries to be ready for when the NFL draft rolls around next month. Um, something to keep an eye on. Like I said, Dalvin Cook, I think the Vikings are shopping him. Darius Smith, I think the Vikings are shopping him. I would not be surprised if either of those guys are moved at some point before the NFL draft. Um, I think it bodes well, or you know, it might be a good idea for the Vikings to try and move those guys, get their cap off the books. Um, also, with Darius not wanting to be around, um, reportedly and Dalvin cook, I, I think kind of in the decline of his career might make sense to kind of try and get the most out of those guys um, value wise while you can. Um, the rest of the roster is kind of figuring itself out. Um, not so many guys anymore that, that need to be restructured. Not so many guys that need to be resigned. Um, I think we're almost to the point where when you look at after Dalvin, after the Darius, um, if they're moved, you can almost shift your attention fully to the NFL draft, which is what we will do on the, on the Inside Purple and Gold podcast in the next month or so. Um, we will bring in certain guests to talk about certain prospects. Um, I know Tom has a few guys that he knows that, that, that are really in the know of prospects. Maybe we can dig into a guy like Hendon Hooker, and if that makes sense for the Vikings at all in the slightest, um, they're probably a little bit more knowledgeable about you know his mechanics, what he can bring to the team, and what he can bring to an offense. Um, that's just an example, but we will dig into a ton of prospects here in the next month. Um, in the meantime, appreciate you stopping by this week. Um, unless, you know, barring some crazy news, we will be back at you next week, um, maybe with a guest. I'm, I'm trying to lock down Chris Thomason, you know, to come in, you know, have a little bit of, you know, a powwow with us and, and chit chat about his time on the beat. I know he's busy getting, you know, ingrained into the Denver Broncos media market. Um, but he is a guest we are shooting for at some point. I'm going to try and bring him on. Um, would be remiss if we didn't congratulate him one more time. Chris Thomason, congrats on your job in, in Denver. Um, anyone else who's listening out there, we appreciate you stopping by. I will be back next week, probably flying solo, unless we can bring Chris into the, into the fold. Um, that's all we got for this episode of Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, signing off.